I'm keeping that yawn in. No! Uh-huh. Well, poo on me then. Ew. <laughs> Hello. Wait, you think that's gross? Oh. There goes my little like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find out who your students are and tell them about this. Aww. Hello. Hi. And welcome to We, we like, like Stuff and So, so Should You. Uh, a show where poo is in the cards. Or it's on the table. <laughs> Depending on who's dealing. Or I'm not gonna go any further. Yeah. Uh yeah, this <laughs> uh, this is the show where we talk about the stuff that we like. In the hopes that we get somebody else liking it too. And we're broadcasting through the facilities of Trump Radio. It ninety two point seven. C F F F FM. Yeah. Oh, um, speaking of Trent, every once in a while we'll get like emails from people that like find our contact information on the Trent website and they're like, hey, uh, you have a radio show, check out our songs or check out this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally like I'll check it out but I'll forget to like respond. Mm-hmm. We got one recently, like a week ago or something. Should've, you should have got it too. Uh, and it was for... I can't remember the artist's name, but it was basically like this, it was called like the Redneck Song, but it was about this um, drag queen redneck. And the song was like really nice. It was all about like just being who you are, no matter who you are. And I just, but I just didn't like the song specifically because like it just wasn't my thing. So I was like, oh, I replied because I like always feel bad. I always forget. So I was like, hey, this is a really great song. Like, it, it has a really good story to it, like, like message. I just personally don't like it. Um, but, like, it's a really good song. I hope this helps. Because, like, I'm not going to, like, showcase it on our show because I, I want to showcase things that I like. So I replied, and it was like, hey, that email doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm hoping that, like, I don't know what I'm hoping, to be honest. Um, Because, yep. I don't know, because I didn't make a mistake. I just replied, and it was just like, yeah, that email, not existing. Sounds like you did make a mistake. I don't know. Well, like, should I? I'm just kidding. You did the right thing. (laughs) Uh, But, like, who? It was a real song. They sent me a YouTube link to a real song. Um, I just don't, well, under, I don't understand, like, what was the play? Hey, I'm gonna go showcase this, uh, and just, like, email blast everybody, but I'm using, like, just an email that I created for, like, ten minutes, just to do this one email. Yeah. That's what I want to know. Yeah. I like it, whatever it is. Chaotic. Alright. Well, you can, you can join the chaos with Chad. I'm not gonna <laughs> say their last name, because I think that's rude over the over the radio or the internet but uh yeah what's new and exciting what's what's new what's exciting what's a, what's a little like for you 
What's a little like for you? What's a little like for me? My little like is that Barbie's full name is Barbara Millicent Roberts. (laughs) When did you find that out? (laughs) Two seconds ago when I looked up fun facts. Because I wanted a fun fact with my little like. Was that the first one you found? Like, what, no, what is that? 101 facts you probably don't know. No, but was that the first fact that you looked at? No, it was the second one. <laughs> what was the first one? Um, three presidents, all founding fathers, died on July 4th. Oh, somebody was killing them. Somebody was out for blood. You can't have three different founding fathers dying on Independence Day. They're like, I, we founded this, and that's the only thing we'll be here for. Nothing else? There's nothing else fun? On this list? Sure. Um... the guy who invented the sandwich the Earl of Sandwich invented it so he didn't have to leave his gambling table to eat I don't I don't know about that one like I I trust these facts (laughs) okay (laughs) alright well the oldest living animal is a tortoise named Jonathan I did know that Aren't they like a hundred and... Eighty-seven. Yeah. Uh, they were close to 200, I remember. He was born in 1832. That's how math works. <laughs> Why are you sad now? Because it's just special. He's been alive through so much. Yeah. He has, hasn't he? Wombats are the only animal whose poop is cube-shaped. <laughs> And you weren't even animals that stack the cubes to mark their territory. (laughs) Wait, is this an offshoot (laughs) list? Is it just wombat poo stacking? No, it's just there were just two sentences. Oh, that okay. Just other animals use the cubes. No, the wombats use the cubes. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well. The platypus does not have a stomach. Okay. <laughs> its esophagus goes straight to its intestines. That's fair. I guess. The platypus is a mess of an animal, though, so who knows what's fair with that. Mm. The platypus is really cool, though. It's got, like, venom. Did you know that? They lay eggs. Yeah. They're the only mammal. To... I think they're the only mammal that lays eggs. They got venom. Let's look up the platypus. Perry the platypus. Uh, that's my favorite joke that I've seen on the internet when somebody just like references platypuses and then they're just like, a regular platypus. And they put a hat on You it. better believe it. <laughs> uh, sometimes referred to as the duck-billed platypus is a semi-aquatic egg-laying mammal uh, endemic to eastern Australia. 
Oh my god, the platypus is the sole living representative or monotypic taxon of its family and genus in terms of biology. Uh, that is wild. Oh, together. <laughs> Those are pretty cubic. <laughs> uh, Look at him! It comes out of him! Aww, I forgot what wombats look like. Yeah. They're very cute. They're so cute. Uh, together with four species of echidna, it is one of the five extant, which just means alive, species of monotremes. It is one of the few mammals that lay eggs. <coughs> Excuse me. One of the few. Yep. It senses prey through electrolocation. And one of the few species of venomous mammals. A short-tailed shrew has venomous? Now I'm just looking up stuff. A short-tailed shrew. Whoa. Did you know? Slow lorises, Melissa. I know, they're venomous. Okay, I'm pretty sure you talked about that when you brought them up before. I did. Yeah, they're dangerous guys. Yeah. Did you know that the elephant shrew is more closely related to an elephant than to a shrew? I think you mentioned that before. That seems very wild, yes. It is true. All right. Look it up. I will do that later. I guess I could look it up now. I'm not really doing too much except doing a show with you. <laughs> Barbara Millicent Roberts. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> Elephant shrew. Okay, I guess I guess I'm just reading off animal facts now. Elephant shrew, uh, also called the jumping shrews or sengi, or sengis, uh, are small insectivorous uh, animals native to Africa. Uh, however, yep, they're called elephant shrew because they resemble long noses uh, as their trunks and they look like shrews. However, phylogenetic ana analysis, phylogenetic, sorry, uh, analysis revealed that elephant shrews are not classified with true shrews, but are in fact more closely related to elephants than shrews. Uh, mm -hmm. And that comes from there a. There you have it! That does come from a Molecular Biology and Evolution journal. Uh, the yeah. retroposon analysis of the yeah. Afrotherian phylo phylogeny. That's right. We got sources. Well, Wikipedia does. Every once in a while, I'll read something from Wikipedia, and I'll be like, what is the source? Is it just like another news article? What are we doing here? That's right. We read the footnotes on Wikipedia. I hope people do. No. I hope they think about doing it at least. Mm. They really should. Like, I know it was a huge joke growing up, and it probably still is, that, like, yeah, do not use Wikipedia as your sources. And then the trick was always just, like, yeah, I'm going to look at Wikipedia and use their sources as yeah. my sources. Yeah, that's a classic trick. Yeah. Until but... you can't find it. And then you just use Wikipedia anyways? Or you just look at their sources and be like, well, this came from somewhere, and then use the information anyways. That's what you're saying. No. That's, that's what you're not saying, but that's... Something that somebody could do. Something someone could do. Sure. <laughs> okay. Something Greg would do. That makes sense. He's a scoundrel. Oh, he's so chubby. Yeah, that's why he's scoundrel. It's, it's in his body like that. It's stored. 
Greg, but yep. I appreciate it nonetheless. Yeah. So. What's your little like? Well, I was just going to go off on Kirby today, because I got two Kirby things to talk about, so I figured I'd just like blow past little likes and get into the real... For the third time? What's the second time? I don't know. I feel like you've talked about Kirby Well, we've bunch. talked about Kirby about being a friend. Yeah. And then I talked about Kirby being a god. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm just going to talk about Kirby games. <laughs> okay, so this is the third time. It is the third time, yes. Kirby, so for the record, Kirby is shaped as a friend. Uh, Kirby is canonically a god. Uh, yep, he's just void incarnate surrounded by friendship and happiness. Uh, which, you know, void, god, sure. Uh, and now I'm just going to talk about some of the games. Because... Uh, I want to talk about Kirby and the Forbidden Lands, but, spoiler alert, I guess, uh, I believe May 20th, is it May 20th? Yep, May 20th. Kirby and the Crystal Shards, the N64 game is coming to the Nintendo Switch for if you have the expanded Family Pass, Expansion Pass, whatever, uh, online Switch, N Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pass uh, membership. So. I want to talk about Kirby and the Crystal Shard. I'm just going to start off there. So I'll take a break. You can do your thing. And then I'll finish off with the Forgotten Lands. Sound good, maybe? That's a lot of Kirby. It is. Well, uh, we spent like 20 minutes waking, waiting for you to wake up. Uh, like metaphorically and not 20 minutes literally, but I'm going to talk about Kirby. Alright. Alright. So, uh... Kirby and the Crystal Shards is a game that came out in the year 2000, which is very wild to me because I don't remember being alive back then, but apparently I was. You were like nine years <laughs> old in 2000. I was eight? Uh, ooh, I was eight when this game came out. When did it come out? June. Okay. You were eight. I was eight. You were an old eight. You were on the cusp of nine. A few months, you're nine years old. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, this boy was almost a decade. That, that decade's round. We're rounded. We're, we're doing some wrong rounding in math here if we're calling that a decade. Wow. Wow. What do you mean, wow? No, I was just thinking that your 10th birthday is really close to 9-11. It's not funny. It's really not funny, but it's not funny. It is a little bit. But it's really true. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's like kind of funny. It's not funny because like, oh, ha ha, 9-11. Which like, side note, it's 9-11 is just one of those weird things where it's like, I am not here to disparage anybody, but it's wild that it became like a weird national holiday to remember those victims for more than a decade. Why is that wild? It's been 20 years, Melissa. Yeah, and people died yeah. then. More people died during the pandemic. Like, there's, there's, a, it's, it's not a bad thing. I'm not disparaging. It's just, it was such a weird, like, um, thing to focus on in relation to other 
just as severe, if not more severe and more... Besides the point, I just want to bring that up because I've never... When am I ever going to have the opportunity to bring it up on the show? <laughs> Anyways, it's not a negative. I just... I, I think it's a weird thing because it is yeah. important. I think you're just bitter about it because... It overshadowed my birthday. Overshadowed yeah. yeah, Yeah, birthday. you better believe it. Yeah. I remember in... Uh, what was it? I would have been in grade five or six and that happened we were all taken into a room and we were told about it <laughs> we were like taken into the library of my school and we were just told like what happened and there was like planes all over the place because like everybody had to be rerouted and i remember somebody saying that like yeah uh, um you know some like a plane flew into one of the world trade centers and like they were dealing with that and i remember like we were like talking about it and i brought up like hey <coughs> now i was what grade six or whatever i was an idiot at the time um more so then but uh i remember i brought up that like you know we know nothing obviously but i do remember hearing about that like japanese fighters would like if they were going down they would they're taking somebody else out with them with their planes in the world war um and I brought that up, and the teacher brought up the fact that we have to be kind of sensitive about how we talk about it, yeah. because we had a Japanese student in the class, and she's not wrong, but... Well, you should just be sensitive in general and not compare tragedies to things like that. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's fair. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I was not smart. Mm. I was just like... Oh, I know something that relates to this in some way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think the uh, the the thing that I was bringing up is that the teacher pointing out what I did brought um, all the focus onto the Japanese kid in our class, way more than anybody else, including myself, was doing. And I just thought that that was like a weird thing. Why are we talking about now? <laughs> I want to talk about Curry, the Crystal Shards, and you've got me talking about 9-11. <laughs> I don't know. Alright. You apparently have some interesting <laughs> opinions about it. I wouldn't say they're interesting. They're I just... coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. Anyways, so Curry, the Crystal Shards came out for the N64. It was really fun, really good game. And now I'm going to talk about Curry. The... I'm, I'm kidding. I just thought that'd be funny. Um... So the reason I really like Kirby... You know why that wasn't funny? Why? Because my thing is supposed to go in the middle. Oh. So that means you just... Skipped over you? Yeah. More than fair. Anyways. So, for the N64, it was the first Kirby game that, like, looked any kind of 3D. Um, So even though you're going, like, from left to right on the screen, um, or sometimes, like, the screen would spiral, so you're still going left to right, but you're basically, like, spiraling and stuff. Um... You, uh, it, like, the, the world was in 3D. And it was, like, really cool. It was really unique, which, which was nice. Um, the story was, again, pretty simple for a Kirby game. You, uh, here, let me, let me look. In a distant corner of the galaxy, fairies lived peacefully on the planet called Ripple Star. But then one day, I don't know why the stars are planets, by the way. Is he okay? Yeah. Okay. We're just inspecting Theo over there. Uh, but then one day, a mysterious black cloud appeared and surrounded the peaceful planet. The cloud, a sinister force known as dark matter, 
here we are again with dark matter, void, um, had come in search of the fairy's secret treasure, their shining crystal. Uh, a fairy named Ribbon knew that dreadful things would come to pass if dark matter gained control of the crystal, uh, the powerful crystal. She grabbed the shining stone and escaped from Ripple Star just before the planet was completely engulfed. So, I know, I know, like you saved the planet, but like, boy howdy, they—it was pretty, pretty dark because like it was a really cool cinematic, especially for the N sixty four days. Is the dark matter guy Kirby's cousin? Like, if you want to break it down that way, like, kind of. Like, they're all void, yeah. Um, Kirby's rude, then. What? You have to explain that. Well, it's his cousin, so... If he knew his cousin was bad, why didn't he just talk to him? No, no, that's not how this works, Melissa. This is is a bad... This is a bad faith joke. It's bad? Yeah. Okay. You're disparaging Kirby. For no re- no fault of his own. Wow. Of their own, I guess. Wow. But as <laughs> sue me. <laughs> what? Uh, but as Ribbon fled, three dark clouds split from the mass of dark matter to chase her through space. And when they caught up with her and attacked, the fairy's crystal shattered into tiny shards, which dropped uh, like falling stars in the solar system. Still holding one of the crystal shards, Ribbon fell onto a planet called Popstar, which is Kirby's planet, where perhaps by fate. She ran smack into Kirby. After hearing her desperate plight, Kirby resolved to help Ribbon recover all of her crystal shards. And that's the that's the story. Uh, it's really cute. So those those three dark uh, energy things that followed uh, Ribbon to Popstar, they ended up like corrupting his three friends. So I think they're I think they corrupted one corrupted Waddle Dee, and you end up uh, just like hitting him, and you save Waddle Dee. You just like bonk him in the head, the, the the corruption like leaves, and he's like, oh, great, it's really cute. Um, one infects King DDD, classic. You have to fight King DDD. King DDD's Kirby's friend. Yeah, remember I talked about that. He like is, but he doesn't want to like admit it. Yeah. And every time he's given a chance, he will try and do evil things. And then Kirby's like, stop it, and he's like, okay. Uh, and then there was the painter. I don't remember what their name is, but. Uh, there's a painter that uh, got corrupt as well, and when you fight them, you have to, they like paint all these enemies and they come alive, and you have to like like attack the painting. That's fine. Uh, and then they come follow you, and then they're like on, you're on this like cute adventure with these three three three, three pals of yours. Uh, it's really cute. Uh, all the enemies are really cute. All the worlds are super cute. It's all like three D, but it's still super soft and fuzzy, and it's really cute. Uh, the whole game is great. Um, this was the Kirby where you can combine abilities and it was very it was like it like it like it blew my mind um excuse me um so you had the you had the uh regular abilities Uh, i'm trying to type and talk and it's not working you have the regular abilities so there's fire uh you turn a fireball there's ice you blow ice wind there's the cutter you just throw a piece of yourself it's the cutter um, there's spikes, you just turn spiky, there's bombs, you throw bombs, uh, what else we got? Oh, needle is spike, uh, so there's spark, you just have electricity, and there's stone. And then, and then, 
this game allowed you to combine powers. And I was losing it, Melissa. Let me tell you I was losing it. Um, if you combined a bomb with a bomb, you shot three missiles out of your mouth instead of like throwing like a classic round bomb. If you did, uh, like, having the same ability twice would just make it like way cool. Um, so two copies of Cutter, which is your the, the Cutter that you throw was just gigantic. It was fine. If you had Fire times two, you turn into like a bird when you like streaked across the screen. Uh, if you had ice twice, you would turn into a giant snowball. Um, <laughs> when you had the spiky plus the spiky, instead of just being regular needles, it would be like like spiky objects pointing out of you. It's just so wild. It's just so goofy. Um, mm -hmm. Electricity and electricity, you'd like create this like wave of electromagnetism. Um, and anything that enters it would uh, be struck by lightning. And then stone and stone, you would become, <laughs> you would become a giant Kirby made out of stone. It was really <laughs> cute. It's really goofy. The animations are so good. Um, but I'm gonna run through these quick. Um, What's you, spiky stone? Spiky stone. I'll just get to that quick. Needle stone. Your right arm turns into a large drill for as long as you hold the B button or the power button. And releasing the power button causes the drill to shoot off of your arm, which was sweet. Um, bomb and cutter, you threw explosive shuriken. Uh, bomb and uh, fire, you turned into a firework. And it's just, it's just ridiculous. Like, the combinations in this game are were uh, absolutely like fantastic uh bomb and ice you turn into uh, a snowball uh, a snowman that exploded um like uh, so some of my favorites if you combined fire and the cutter you'd pull out a flaming sword out of your mouth melissa and this game was just ridiculous oh cutter and ice you weren't skates and you're skating all over the place you do a little spin what about spiky ice uh spiky ice was you oh yeah you turn into a snowflake and as the snowflake expands it'll like pierce enemies if they're in the way um uh so ice and electricity you turn into a fridge and you just it's like food items so healing items will pop three healing items will pop out of your mouth and if they hit bad guys they will damage them but you only took that power to heal yourself because you could like attack other people as Kirby. Anyways, these abilities were the the coolest things in the entire world. And uh, till this day, I am basically waiting for another Kirby game. I'm riding this high, waiting for another Kirby game to give me like copy powers like this, like uh, like for uh, sorry, um, combine combination powers. Uh, Kirby the Forgotten Lands gave us something else that I'll talk about in like twenty minutes or something. But I'll never I'll never escape the high of of this entire game. Like, ba -ba 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 -ba. oh yeah, a bomb and electricity. You turn into a light bulb, and if you're on for too long, the light bulb will blurt, will burst, and you'll just be like walking around uh, as this like broken light bulb until you like press the power again. It's just so goofy. The whole thing, the whole game, Melissa. The whole game, bomb and stone, dynamite. You just pop dynamite out, and you just chuck it at people, and it has a huge radius. Stone and cutter. Uh, allowed you to sculpt yourself into different creatures 
which are from Kirby's Dream Land 3, which are like the, the different animals that you would be in Kirby's Dream Land 3. Because you'd, you'd have like the partner animals. And it was just really silly. That's cute. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's so much. A lot to be done. A lot to be done. Uh, the game is really cool. The bad guy. <laughs> Let me tell you, Melissa, that the bad guy in Kirby and the Crystal Shards was a terrifying nonsense monster, and I will get you to play it. You mean Kirby's cousin? I guess. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can find a picture of the bad guy. Bosses. His name was O2. Oh, zero. I guess zero squared. Uh, it says O2, like oxygen. Uh, so, uh, this is what you were fighting. It looked like a giant, like, teardrop, upside-down teardrop with angel wings. It's absolutely, it's like a, a ser seraphanic angel. Like, the god, I'm telling you, everybody's gotta play Kirby and at least get to the boss of them, like, once, because every, like, final boss is, like, this nonsense god monster. Uh, and it's very exciting. But, uh, yeah. Anyways. That's Kirby the Crystal Shards. Come to the Switch. If you have the expansion pass, you will get access to it for free. I implore everybody to play that game, and I will force Melissa to play it. I think she'll have a good time, so it'll be less forcing, but it sounds as aggressive as it is because I will make sure she plays it once. But, uh, yeah. What's your thing? My thing is talking about Kirby and the Forgotten Land. No! <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, this game sets Kirby in an apocalyptic world. I'm, I'm talking about the picture where the the I, the O2 monster, zero squared, looks like a weird Kirby, but his eye becomes like the mouth. Because remember, they're all Kirby. They're all void. Anyways, I'm showing Melissa weird, weird monsters. Anyway, Kirby finds himself in a post-apocalyptic world, very much like our own. In this game, it introduces the mouth power. Ooh. No, don't talk about <laughs> the mouthful mode. That was my thing I wanted to talk about. You wanted to talk about mouthful mode? Yeah, so I didn't call it that when I was talking about it. What did you call it? I called the new ability instead of combining <laughs> stuff. You're ruining my bit. I'm sorry. Did you have a whole thing prepared? Not like specifically. That's fine. Okay, that's really not my thing. I was just pulling your leg about it. So what is your thing? Excuse me. <sighs> Sorry. Um, my thing is kettle corn. Ooh. Yeah. Kettle corn. It's popcorn, but it's salty and sweet. So yeah, what? How? What is? How do you make that? What is going on? Because I only know kettle corn from like the few times I've had it and it's like what is happening this is really good but it's like almost too sweet and then there's that one episode of community where that guy that the guy that Jeff really hated because he was too perfect and he was too jealous of the guy from pottery class but then that guy oh, had like yeah. a secret like backstory history where his, his he was never good enough for his mom and his mom wished that he died instead of his like his brother against like for, from like some disease or something and he had like this complex which made him perfect at everything uh, just at the end of one episode, he was just making kettle corn. <laughs> I, 
I promise you that is the plot of that man from uh, Community. But uh, anyways, what is kettle corn? Kettle corn is made, I'm just looking at a recipe. Okay. It's made with oil, corn kernels, sugar, and salt. Do you put all that in while it's popping, or do you put in the sugar and salt afterwards? No. So in this particular recipe, you line a baking sheet, um, and you already have the corn popped at this point. Okay. You pour popped corn out onto the sheet, pour oil. What's happening, Melissa? I'm sorry, this is... no. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, it was very confusing because it said, put the popped corn... Popped corn? Yeah, put the popped corn onto the... onto the baking sheet, and then the next ingredient was... or the next step was cook the popcorn. <laughs> well, maybe it is. Maybe you gotta double toast. Maybe no. Maybe you gotta double toast the popcorn to make sure it can handle whatever like sugar coating you're putting on it. Okay, here we go. Are you sh- Set a large bowl on the counter to pour your popped kettle corn into. Okay. To a large, heavy-bottomed pot. Hey. <laughs> Add oil and three kernels. That's all you'll need. For the <laughs> <recipe>. <laughs> Why three kernels? Why not two? Why not four? Well, what if two of them are a dud? What if three of them are a dud? Mm, I guess you're poop out of luck. <laughs> We're on this again? Yeah. Add the rest of your popcorn and shake the pan for a few seconds to coat the kernels. Pour sugar and salt directly over the popcorn. So we are doing the sugar and salt over the kernels. Yeah. So now we're so. now we're breaking we're breaking. Cover and shake for three seconds. Rest for three seconds. Repeat until popcorn begins to pop. What? So wait, like the whole pot? Yeah. Are you, are you like shaking up and down or side to side? Side to side. Okay. Um, you really thought this one through, eh? What? I did. Well, just you, you, <clears throat> you immediately had to go to a different, um, uh, a different recipe. That's, that's what I was Because I was just, the way that that other one was written was very confusing to me. That's fair, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let me tell you a little bit about the history of kettle corn. Kettle corn dates back to the 18th century. For real? It's first documented appearance originating in Europe. Very vague. Apparently, European farmers would cook where in Europe? Who's to say? They Russia. Would cook corn <laughs> in the Why did that make you laugh? <laughs> Kettle corn's from Russia, baby. We'll cook corn in large cast iron kettles over an open fire. Okay. That's why it's called kettle corn. Oh, okay. Both lard and sugar were added while the popcorn was cooking. Okay. Which resulted in a sweet snack that was often eaten at the end of the day. 
Thanks to the sugar in kettle corn, it was discovered during this time that kettle popcorn had a good shelf life. Really? I guess. Well, so what is its shelf life before or and or after? I'll tell you this. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, so there you go. That's the history of kettle corn. It uh, is a very brief history. Um, sorry, I'm just looking up. That was a website called Best Darn Kettle Corn. I was just looking at. It was really. <laughs> Wait, confusing. the website was called that? Yeah, because it's a brand. Oh, I see. Yeah. Anyway, there's like a lot of different kettle corn histories on here. What does that mean? Is there like does nobody know where kettle corn came from? No, it's just very vague. I think. It's just kind of like the roots are a little bit vague. People made it as a sugary snack, probably because, like, someone invented popcorn and then they're like, let's put sugar on it because sugar is becoming something that we have access to. Can use, yeah. And they're like, hmm, this is tasty and crunchy. That's nice. <laughs> Let me look up kettle corn. Kettle corn. Shelf life. Oh my god, Melissa. This episode is riveting. (laughs) 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 Yeah. How long does kettle corn last? Okay. Two to three weeks, it says. popcorn last before that? I don't know. I, I do think that kettle corn... So what do kettle you... Kettle corn does have a crunch, like, a coating on it. Yeah, and sugar... Which it, keeps it more crunchy, If you I'd keep say. sugar dry, it'll blast. So I, I understand that. What, yeah. So what is... What is... Tell me about how much... Why you like kettle corn, because I know nothing other than what kettle corn is now. Well, I like it because it was invented in the <laughs> You're the worst. Why are you doing this show anymore? <laughs> You're not telling me about what you like or how I you... am telling you about it, but I just thought that would be funny. Yeah, just like the uh, the history of disc golf. Well, <laughs> okay. Sometimes I like to throw facts in my segments because I think it's interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. And, so why, and so, you're dissing the facts. So what do you like about kettle corn? Well, I think the first time I had it was at a fair. Oh, okay. What kind of fair? Like a, like a regular fair? Every yeah. time you say the word fair, I'm thinking of Renaissance fair. I'm like, did they have kettle corn at Renaissance? No, I'm talking about like a country fair. That still sounds like a Renaissance fair to no, me. No, it's not. Like it's a like, county fair? Yeah. What is a country <laughs> fair, Melissa? <laughs> you know, the country bear jamboree. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so tell me more about kettle corn. Uh, uh, I don't know if I can. 
wild video he's like tell me about kettle corn and also let me make you watch this video that is horrible it's really good it's a point of view walking into the crossfit gym for the first time and it's just cuts of people using equipment uh somehow in the worst way <laughs> like there's a guy doing pull-ups but he's also apparently holding like I guess he has like one of the exercise bikes attached to his waist and he's riding the bike while he's doing yeah, pull-ups. that's my favorite one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why. Anyways, what do you like about kettle corn? Well, I do think it does remind me of a fair. And I will say that on that website, it did say kettle corn is traditionally served at fairs and things like that. Which and goes Renaissance back fairs. to its roots, you know, mm. as like a communal fun thing. Um, yeah. The other thing I like about it is that it's salty and sweet. Yes, you do. And you do. I do know you to enjoy salty and sweet things. Yeah. More so than, like, I feel like. <sighs> Wait, where's Theo? Oh, okay, okay. Um, I do enjoy, like, sweet a lot. And I do enjoy salty a lot. But I don't, I don't normally combine them. Uh, but yeah, you're all up about that. Sometimes, when the mood strikes. But I do think, I just really like popcorn in general, and I do think that kettle corn is kind of like a delicious alternative to eating popcorn, because it feels like a very different food. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I like, think that's fair. It's very similar, but it doesn't taste the same at all as popcorn. <laughs> And it even like feels a little bit different to eat it because well, it's, it's, it's kind like of go coated. so gooey. It's what? like well, it's like gooey. <laughs> well, when you gooey, <laughs> yeah, like Kirby's friend, the guy with the tongue. His name's Gooey. Okay, why is he here now? Uh, I don't know. You want me to go back to nine eleven? <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways. Yeah, so like when you chew, like when you're eating, uh, uh, like, because it's basically like caramel corn or caramel popcorn, but with salty on it. A little bit. And for me, like whenever I'm eating like kettle corn like that, I guess, because it's so like covered in sugar, like, like a sugar coating, it's like, yeah, it basically just becomes gooey as I'm eating it. Interesting take. I don't know how else to describe it. I know like it's not like the most right. I don't know. I just find it like a very unique flavor. I find it fun to eat because it's crunchy. And I like the little sweetness about it. I think it's like very, a very good, very tasty snack to be eaten at the end of the day. That's fair. When was the last time you had? When was the last time we had like kettle corn in, the, in our house? It's in our house right now, Brendan. Actually? Yeah! <laughs> the call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't realize you that you bought that. better pick up. It's kettle corn. Hello? Kettle corn? Salty and sweet? Since the 1800s? Wow, we. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Melissa. So what you have to do, you have to contact a company that makes kettle corn. And you have to be like, hey, I have the perfect ad for you. And it's and just going to be that. that. Yep. But it has to be like somebody, like, I'll film you. And you just, it's just you and your chair being like, Bring. and you just put like a banana up. To, it doesn't have to be a banana, but it's something silly. Greg. Yeah. Up to your ear. And you're like, huh? Kettle corn. Salty and sweet. Let's do that whole bit again. <laughs> you really think that's a winner? Yeah. I think that's like the internet went through like a whole a realm of absurd um, uh, ads. And then they kind of stopped doing it because, you know, that's how the world is. But I think you can get away with doing a really absurd kettle corn ad like that, Melissa. It's nice. like it's like it's like those comics that would be attached to um, what is it called? Like those infomercial like fails. Like I, I remember there was a really popular one where this one comic was like, "Hey, John." Yeah, nothing much. He's on the phone, obviously. Nothing much. I'm just calling to tell you about this uh, gigantic bowl of Cheetos that I have. Yeah, it's like three bags. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Anyways, I'll talk to you later. And then, and then it cuts to the gif of the guy putting the phone away. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just, it, it's like, it was like that kind of caliber. Especially the way you hung up the phone. You were like, you were like. <laughs> Salty and sweet. Okay. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> I I will say that I did end the call much more enthusiastic than that. All right. But I did say beep at the end. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I guess you'll have to film me next time. Yeah, apparently I'll I'll use that as like our next Instagram post of when I post this. And guess what? what? Next week. We're going to be billionaires. Yeah. Living it, off that sweet corn money. Infomer. The original gold. Corn? Yeah. I thought it was like, thought it was like, uh, like chocolate. Chocolate ain't yellow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Corn is the same color as gold, Brennan. Yeah, but I thought thing. chocolate was more valuable than gold at one point in the world. No, corn was. That, I don't believe you. Yeah. The corn and gold were basically transferable. One for one. One gold nugget is one corn stock. I don't know if I believe you, Melissa. Talk about pulling stuff out of your butt you that's know, not poop. You know the game Cornhole? No, actually. Where you throw a bean, a bean sack, and it goes in a in a hole. That's what that game is called. Yeah. You know why it's called that? No. Because before, if you were broke, it was called the cornhole. Like you're in the cornhole. Like you're in the hole, but <laughs> wait you're a second, in the hole. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. wait. The person who invented wait, no, no, that no, no, game no, 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 was in whoa, the cornhole. Whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. We gotta back up. Okay. What does that game? Have I, to do with being poor. I'm telling you. I don't think you were. I was about to. The okay. guy who invented it was in the cornhole. Okay, was so he like, was, they were poor. Yeah, they were poor. He was like, I just put all my money. I spent it all. He gambled it away, actually. 
on corn? What does no. this have to do with the game? No, he gambled it away because he was a gambler. And anyways, so then he decided I need to come up with something that I can do to support my family. And he invented the game Cornhole. And he thought this game utilizes a hole in the board. And that sounds a lot like my position right now, Cornhole. And I'm going to make the game, the goal of the game, to get these bean bags in the cornhole. And that will Why? be me Why wouldn't he want to get living out, of, out. No, wouldn't he want to be getting out of the cornhole? I will hole? make other people live in the cornhole when they play this game. Because they're going to spy my game and then they're going to give me their money and then they will be in the Why cornhole? Why is it called cornhole, Brennan? Melissa! Because of this man. He wanted to do it because he thought it's a clever play on words. Hole, cornhole. He was in the cornhole. Look it up. <laughs> oh boy. Was that not entertaining? I don't know. I was trying to get Wurt to crawl across my arm while this was happening, and he kept biting my thumb because I was eating all dressed chips before. But uh, that was irrelevant to what just happened. I don't know what just happened. And, um,. Yeah. So. Um. Okay. I'll do a small edit on what I said. Okay. Did you just look up where cornhole came from? I looked up what it means. Okay. Means butthole. No. I, I'm. Also wrong. Oh. Okay. I thought I really thought it meant butthole. It, well, the game's called cornhole because. The little bean sacks were filled with corn. That made sense. I thought that's what you were going to say, and then you really didn't. Well, I thought my story was a little bit more entertaining. It probably was. Cornelius C. Corn. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you're in a Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Who's Cornelius C. Corn? <laughs> you didn't want to know. I didn't say that. Oh, he's the man who invented kettle corn. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, next time you're in a bad way and you want to describe your situation, tell people that you're in the cornhole. Okay, wait, what's the edit? The edit's the, uh, that what I said was a lie and that they're real. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what's the real? I'm waiting for the real thing. The real thing is just that the bean bags were filled with corn. <laughs> That's it. And there's a hole in the board. That's it. It's just little corn-filled bean bags. Why are they called bean bags? They're just corn bags, I guess. They're corn-filled bags. Corn going whole cornhole. Yeah. Okay. That's it. You can't throw a single corn kernel of corn in a hole. You could if you were raw. You could if you were raw. These... I don't think 18th century peasants were. Yeah, I don't even know when cornhole was invented. I don't you said think... 18th century. Brennan, that's when kettle corn was invented. No, you're right. Oh no! Oh, I'm sure if they had kettle corn, they had it clumped together because it was full of sugar. Cornhole. Don't read it. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. Uh, <laughs> I was right. Okay, don't read that, please. Okay, give me my phone back. I'm looking up the when cornhole the game was invented. I'm telling you though. Don't. I'm not gonna read it out loud. Okay. But cornhole also means butthole. Okay. <laughs>
I was right. You tell me I was wrong. Melissa just showed me her phone with cornhole put into Google. <laughs> and the first thing that came up <laughs> was basically a, youth, uh, no, a more extensive way to say cornhole just means butthole. Okay. I can't believe we're allowed on the radio. I don't think we should have been saying <laughs> cornhole so many times. You, that's a real thing! That's, that's not inappropriate. Okay, cornhole... You, you gotta like you gotta like pre-search these things. We're having just a lot of dead air, but it's not dead because I'm putting music on. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even gonna get to Kirby. I'm gonna have to get to Kirby next time. I guess I did talk about Kirby quite a bit to begin with. Kirby's really great. Everybody should play Kirby the Crystal Shard. Yeah, they should. And you know what else? You should wonder about when the game of cornhole was invented. And that was apparently. 1883. Actually? Apparently. These 18th century peasants, I'm telling so you. This according to... Um, that's the 19th century, Brennan. No, you're right. I always forget how, how, how centuries work. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's not really, like... A lot of good history here. It's just kind of like a similar game was played at that time, and then it became the other thing. I don't know. History of games and stuff is so weird, especially when you research it on the internet for two seconds. Because like play. everybody wants to be like, no, this came from here. We definitely had this year first, and then they're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. So anyway, that's my thing. Kettle corn, a delicious snack to have whenever you want it to smile back. The snack that smiles back? Kettle corn. What is the actual thing? Kettle corn. What's the actual ad? Snack that smiles back. Kettle corn. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that would be funny. Well, that was okay. I don't know what it was. I remember being in like grade 7 and 8. Um, and like, you know how there was like a whole song? There was like a whole advertisement, commercial on TV. For Juicy Fruit, yeah. Melissa. What? For Goldfish. Uh. Juicy Fruit had a long song. It did? What was that song? Yeah, you don't remember the Juicy Fruit song? No. Oh, I forget. Get your skis shined up, grab a stick of Juicy Fruit. That's not a whole song. move ya. Take a stick, pull, pull, pull it out. The taste, the taste is gonna, gonna move you when you pop it in your mouth. Juicy Just fruit, it's gonna move. And then it would always get cut off because like something would happen in that ad. Yeah. Hold on, there was a goldfish song. Goldfish song. Get your fish ground up. No. How did you mess that up? Get your fish grimed up. That's not what I meant to say. I meant to say get your fish chimed up. See, get your fish shined up. Grab a handful of fish. The taste is gonna move ya. Hold on, I gotta find... Anyway, this show is not an ad for anything. It never has been. 
And it never will be. Hold on. So it's a snack that smiles back. There's song. There was a song. <laughs> I like. I swear. I do not remember the Mamma Mia part. Uh, I so I knew it in my heart. Hold on. That that they're like the snack that smi uh, uh, what is it? The the snack that smiles back until you bite their heads off? I knew that that was a real thing, but it sounds like it sounds like a... something that someone would make up on the internet. Yeah, this was a real ad. Uh I don't, I don't know when, I don't know how long, long ago this was. Um, a wholesome snack that smiles back until you bite their heads. Like, what? I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I, I, anyways. Maybe we never will. Yeah, I, I, I like that, I'm pretty sure, like, that ad was in the 90s, and, like, people got away with nonsense in the 90s. Like your birth. <laughs> Yours too? <laughs> Self burn. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, rare. <laughs> yeah, I think that's our show. That's it. Uh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks for listening. If you made it this far, you're a real friend. <laughs> you're a real cornholio friend. You You're a this real up. Barbara Milson Roberts. <laughs> You're a real Greg Wharton Tio Trio. Aww. Yeah. That's cute. Uh, but yeah. And if you didn't make it this far, you're a real pickle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to the brine bath. Someone's not crossing the pickle bridge. This is an inside joke that I don't think we've ever told anybody in the entire <laughs> world. This is the first time not even our friends know about this joke. <laughs> so if you made it this far, you heard the, 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 the inside joke that nobody knows except for you now. I can't believe you told the world about it. Uh, thanks to Matt Campbell for everything. Thanks to Trent Radio for having us. And thanks for letting us say cornhole a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a bad word. Technically. It's a little bit vulgar, but it's not a bad word. Yeah. Yeah. What are you looking up right now? We got like 10 seconds left. I'm not looking up anything. Okay. Oh, he, oh, Greg was trying to go on your head. Okay, we'll talk to you. We'll see, we'll, 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 we'll see you next Monday. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what was that voice? <laughs>